Section 27 of the United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. The World's Story, Volume 12. The United States, edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 27. When Gosnold Came to Cuddyhunk, 1602, by John Brereton. In the morning we found ourselves embayed with a mighty headland. Footnote. Cape Cod. End of footnote. But coming to an anchor about nine o'clock of the same day, within a league of the shore, we hoisted out the one half of our shallop, and Captain Bartholomew Gosnold, myself, and three others went ashore, being a white, sandy, and bold shore, and marching all that afternoon, with our muskets on our necks on the highest hills which we saw. The weather very hot. At length we perceived this headland to be parcel of the main, and sundry islands lying almost round about it. So returning towards evening to our shallop, for by that time the other part was brought ashore and set together we espied an indian a young man of proper stature and of pleasing countenance and after some familiarity with him we left him at the seaside and returned to our ship where in five or six hours absence we had pestered our ship so with codfish that we threw numbers of them overboard again and surely i am persuaded that in the months of march april and may there is upon this coast better fishing and in great plenty as in newfoundland for the skulls of mackerel herrings cod and other fish that we daily saw as we went and came from the shore were wonderful and besides the places where we took these cods and might in a few days have laid in our ship were but in seven fathoms water and within less than a league from the shore where in newfoundland they fish in forty or fifty fathoms water and far off from this place we sailed round about this headland almost all the points of the compass the shore very bold but as no coast is free from dangers so i am persuaded this is as free as any the land somewhat low full of goodly woods but in some places plain at length we were come amongst many fair islands which we had partly discerned at our first landing all lying within a league or two of one another and the outermost not above five or seven leagues from the main but coming to an anchor under one of them which was about three or four leagues from the main captain gosnold myself and some others went ashore and going round about it we found it to be four English miles in compass, without house or inhabitant, saving a little old house made of boughs covered with bark, an old piece of a ware of the Indians to catch fish, and one or two places where they had made fires. The chiefest trees on this island are beeches and cedars, the outward parts all overgrown with low, bushy trees three or four feet in height, which bear some kind of fruits as appeared by their blossoms strawberries red and white as sweet and much bigger than ours in england raspberries gooseberries ortleberries and such an incredible store of vines 
as well in the woody part of the island where they run upon every tree as on the outward parts so that we could not go for treading upon them also many springs of excellent sweet water and a great standing lake of fresh water near the seaside an english mile in compass which is maintained with the springs running exceedingly pleasantly through the woody grounds which are very rocky here are also in this island great store of deer which we saw and other beasts as appeared by their tracks as also divers fowls as cranes earnshaws bitterns geese mallards teals and other fowl in great plenty also great store of bees which grow in certain plots all the island over on the north side of this island we found many huge bones and ribs of whales from hence we went to another island to the northwest of this and within a league or two of the main which we found to be greater than before we imagined being sixteen english miles at the least in compass for it containeth many pieces of necks of land which differ nothing from several islands saving that certain banks of small breadth do like ridges join them to this island on the outside of this island are many plain places of grass abundance of strawberries and other berries before mentioned in mid-may we did sow in this island for a trial in sundry places wheat barley oats and peas which in fourteen days were sprung up nine inches and more the soil is fat and lusty the upper crust of gray color but a foot or less in depth of the color of our hemp lands in england and being thus apt for these and the like grains the sowing or setting after the ground is closed is no greater labor than if you should set or sow in one of our best prepared gardens in england this island is full of high timbered oaks their leaves thrice so broad as ours cedars straight and tall beech elm holly walnut trees in abundance the fruit is big as ours as appeared by those we found under the trees which had lain all the year ungathered hazelnut trees cherry trees the leaf bark and bigness not differing from ours in england but the stalk beareth the blossoms or fruit at the end thereof like a cluster of grapes forty or fifty in a bunch sassafras trees great plenty all the island over a tree of high price and profit also divers other fruit trees some of them with strange barks of an orange color in feeling soft and smooth like velvet in the thickest parts of these woods you may see a furlong or more round about on the northwest side of this island near to the seaside is a standing lake of fresh water almost three english miles in compass in the midst whereof stands a plot of woody ground an acre in quantity or not above this lake is full of small tortoises and exceedingly frequented with all sorts of fowls before rehearsed which breed some low on the banks and others on low trees about this lake in great abundance whose young ones of all sorts we took and ate at our pleasure but all these fowls are much bigger than ours in england also in every island and almost in every part of every island are great store of ground nuts forty together on a string some of them as big as hen's eggs they grow not two inches underground the witch nuts we found to be as good as potatoes also divers sorts of shellfish 
as scallops mussels cockles lobsters crabs oysters and whelks exceeding good and very great now the next day we determined to fortify ourselves in a little plot of ground in the midst of the lake above mentioned where we built our house and covered it with sedge which grew about this lake in great abundance in building whereof we spent three weeks and more but the second day after our coming from the main we espied eleven canoes or boats with fifty indians in them coming toward us from this part of the main where we two days before landed and being loath that they should discover our fortification we went out on the seaside to meet them and coming somewhat near them they all sat down upon the stones calling aloud to us as we rightly guessed to do the like a little distance from them having sat a while in this order captain gosnold willed me to go unto them to see what countenance they would make but as soon as i came upon unto them one of them to whom i had given a knife two days before in the main knew me whom i also very well remembered and smiling upon me spake somewhat unto their lord or captain which sat in the midst of them who presently rose up and took a large beaver skin from one that stood about him and gave it unto me which i requited for the time the best i could but i pointing towards captain gosnold made signs unto him that he was our captain and desirous to be his friend and interleague with him which as i perceived he understood and made signs of joy whereupon captain gosnold with the rest of his company being twenty in all came up unto them and after many signs of congratulations captain gosnold presenting their lord with certain trifles which they wondered at and highly esteemed we became very great friends and sent for me to board our shallop and gave them such meats as we had then ready dressed whereof they misliked nothing but our mustard whereat they made many a sour face so the rest of the day we spent in trading with them for furs which are beavers luzerns martins otters wildcat skins very large and deep fur black foxes coney skins of the color of our hairs but somewhat less deer skins very large seal skins and other beast skins to us unknown they have also great store of copper some very red and some of a paler color none of them but have chains earrings or collars of this metal they had some of their arrows herewith made like our broad arrow-heads very workmanly made their chains are many hollow pieces cemented together each piece of the bigness of one of our reeds a finger in length ten or twelve of them together on a string which they wear about their necks their collars they wear about their bodies like bandoliers a handful broad all hollow pieces like the other but somewhat shorter four hundred pieces in a collar very fine and evenly set together besides this they have large drinking cups made like skulls and other thin plates of copper made much like our boar speared blades all which they so little esteem as they offer to their fairest collars or chains for a knife or such like trifle but we seemed little to regard it yet i was desirous to understand where they had such store of this metal and made signs to one of them with whom i was very familiar who taking a piece of copper in his hand made a hole with his finger in the ground 
and with them pointed to the main from whence they came thus they continued with us three days every night retiring themselves to the furthermost part of our island two or three miles from our fort but the fourth day they returned to the main pointing five or six times to the sun and once to the main which we understood to mean that within five or six days they would come from the main to us again but being in their canoes a little from the shore they made huge cries and shouts of joy unto us and we with our trumpet and cornet and casting up our caps into the air made them the best farewell we could yet six or seven of them remained with us behind bearing us company every day into the woods and helped us to cut and carry our sassafras and some of them lay aboard our ship these people as they are exceeding courteous gentle of disposition and well-conditioned exceeding all others that we have seen so for shape of body and lovely favor i think they excel all the people of america they are of stature much higher than we of complexion or color much like a dark olive their eyebrows and hair black which they wear long tied up behind in knots wherein they prick feathers with fowls in fashion of a coronet some of them are black thin bearded they make beards of the hair of beasts and one of them offered a beard of their making to one of our sailors for his that grew on his face which because it was of a red color they judged to be none of his own they are quick-eyed and steadfast in their looks fearless of others harms as intending none themselves some of the meaner sort given to filching which the very name of savages not weighing their ignorance in good or evil may easily excuse their garments are of deerskins and some of them wear furs round and close about their necks they pronounce our language with great facility for one of them one day sitting by me upon occasion i spake smiling to him these words how now sirrah are you so saucy with my tobacco which words without any further repetition he suddenly spake so plain and distinctly as if he had been a long scholar in the language many other such trials we had which are here needless to repeat but after our bark had taken in so much sassafras cedar furs skins and other commodities as were thought convenient some of our company that had promised captain gosnold to stay having nothing but a saving voyage in their minds made our company of inhabitants which was small enough before much smaller so as captain gosnold seeing his whole strength to consist but of twelve men and they but meanly provided determined to return for england leaving this island which he called elizabeth's island footnote one now cuddyhunk end of footnote with as many true sorrowful eyes as were before desirous to see it so the eighteenth of june being friday we weighed and with indifferent fair wind and weather came to anchor the twenty-third of july being also friday in all bare five weeks before exmouth end of section twenty seven this recording is in the public domain